Okay. Sorry about that. Glad the audio was good. Uh, sorry about that game you had to <laughs> to watch as well. Um, yeah, uh, that was a that was a very tough one. Obviously, um, uh, there's not a ton to say. I mean, the pitching is doing doing really well. The, the you know, if not for the pitching, they would be in real trouble. They would. I think I just saw Joshua Housem, uh, uh, a wonderful Blue Jays Twitter guy, talk about. Uh, you know that would be uh, they would be in the Red Sox position if not for the pitching, which uh, which is true. And I, I, you know, the hitting will hit. I, I I still have no doubts, but it that and it's kind of you know in a twisted way, it's kind of fun sometimes to watch how they're going to have to adjust. But it's also, you know, obviously absolutely in no way close to fun in any possible way. Uh, what the team is going through right now, um, it's uh, it's tough to watch. It's been very tough to watch. Now everybody. Uh, who was following the Leafs and a little checked out is going to tune in and see uh, a team that was so fun for the month of April and we're 15 and eight and everything looked great. Um, now looking not as great. Uh, and, uh, and that's kind of putting it mildly. Uh, I was asking for questions on Twitter. Many, you know, uh, we've got one already uh, and somebody can, somebody can jump in here to call with me again. Nick's not here today. Uh, it's just going to be me. So we'll see how long, uh, both you and I can tolerate me, uh, me rambling if nobody's going to call in, which, you know, not, no pressure, but, uh, uh, we can do this anyway, anyway, uh, we can also would love to, uh, to get questions from you in the comments. Uh, but I'll take one from Chris on Twitter who asked how much longer do you think they're going to wait to bring in a different left-handed bat? Uh, Toppy obviously isn't the answer and he's going to get a ton of player time with terrible results. Um, and Chris feel better, uh, cause he said he'd call in if not for COVID, uh, which, uh, you know, that, uh, I've been there myself as I think many of us have, um, and that sucks. Um, but yeah, I, I, I you know, it's not a, a I'll say this. Okay. So because of the, the roster limitations, uh, and the coming out of the spring, right. There was an extra, there were extra roster spots, um, may at the end of May, they're going to have to go, teams are gonna have to go down to, to 14 pitchers. There's going to be. Maybe, you know, we saw a trade, uh, the Giants made a trade this week. Uh, there's going to maybe be uh, more opportunities than usual to make like little trades that you might have seen at the end of spring training. I don't know that Tapia, just because of the money and because, you know, they're, they're, they're I think it was like a revenue neutral or a cash neutral kind of deal with the uh, with the Rockies when they traded Randall Gritchick. We'll have to, I'd have to look into that. But, uh, but, but yeah, he's been terrible, obviously. I think that, you know, he's doing some things that are interesting. You know, he's not maybe hitting the ball on the ground nearly as much as he was last year. He's kind of closer to where he was before. There's not a lot of power there. I think the dead ball is hurting him. But also, how long does that roster spot uh, last? I don't, I don't know if that's something that the that the Jays can tolerate uh, continuing to, uh, to, to be a, a drain on them. But also, he's getting a lot of playing time because they need that. You know, Bradley Zimmer is not going to offer you anymore with the bat. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a left-handed bat to go out there and get, and I'm not sure that that's really the answer anyway. I mean, it's just, like I say, there could be more trades right you know, right now than there normally is, but the stock answer for this time of year would be um, that's just that's just not kind of a thing that you usually see at this time of year. It's not until, you know, end of June and into July. So we got some time to figure it out. Anyway, we got some callers. I thank you so much because I'm just out here struggling on my own. Uh so let me let me see if I can figure this out, and we will take Cameron, please. Uh, thank you so much. You'll have to unmute, and uh, once again, appreciate you uh, uh, bailing me out here. Hey, Soten, can you hear me okay? I can, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, cool. 
I was just curious, uh, it was pretty scary a couple days ago when Springer slammed against the wall and he had to come out of the game and I think he missed yesterday's game and he was in today's. I didn't get to watch any of his at-bats, but I was wondering if you saw anything that would kind of lead you to think that he's still hurting and that he may not be 100%. No, I think he looked fine. I mean, I think I, I, I noticed the times that he ran down the line, it looked fine. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there in center field soon. Like I was saying about Tapia, he's given you just so little that uh, it would be very nice to see Tapia, or, or sorry, <laughs> to see Springer out there real soon. But yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't concerned. I completely understand why people are just because of that saga last year. Uh, the Jays sort of did that to themselves. And partly that I think is on Springer being, you know, too eager to come back. Um, and I definitely saw people and was talking to people about how they were like, oh, there's, you know, why aren't they even doing an MRI? Like, you know, the, why are they not being more cautious here given what we saw before? But, um, I don't know. I guess he's fine. He said he's fine. I mean, what else can you do at that point? It, it's, uh, it, but, but yeah, it looked, it looked fine. He got a, he got at least one good swing on the ball. I don't think there were any, were any issues there. And, uh, hopefully going forward he is because, you know, you would hate to have that sort of same thing repeating as it did last year where you, uh, he's just he's on the, the the aisle and comes off too soon, and now you have to miss ten more days and the whole the whole bit. Uh, the healthy George Springer, even though like everybody else, he's not doing great. I think he's a lot better, obviously. For sure, thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for calling, man. And we got another caller. We've got Joe here, and you'll have to unmute as well. And thank you so much for uh, also helping to bail me out. Uh, yeah, Looks uh, like you're good, you know, there, there wasn't you are, a whole man. lot of positives this series, but game no. two, there was actually, sorry, was that? No, no, sorry, you go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, there were a bunch of uh, positives in game two. You know, Hernandez hit a home run, Jansen hit a home run, and uh, Ryu looked good. So I figured I'd mind as, I might as well throw it to you and <laughs> th- uh, just give me your thoughts on how Good everyone looked in game two, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there were those, like, six innings where nobody scored. You know, I think it was you know, there were no runs between the, the second and the, the eighth. But, uh, but yeah, obviously it was great to see Teoscar really get into a ball. It was nice to see a ball actually go over the fence because it really felt like they put a charge into a few that didn't. And, the, the you know, the trop is now uh, – well, it's got the humidor. It's supposed to play a little more offense tilted, I guess, I think, uh, because Tampa's a humid place, and so that would dry out the ball. I'm not, you know – I'm not a humidor expert, um, but yeah, it was uh, that was good. Jansen, I mean, that, it's just hilarious how the, the home runs have come in bunches for him, even though um, you know there have been so many games and so much time separating uh, the fact, the times that he has hit those home runs. But yeah, it's uh, I think it's the story of Ryu that really is the encouraging one there. And I, I was looking at, I'm writing about it uh, that I think you'll see on the site uh, later today. Uh, but the changeup command was really, really good, uh, especially when you compare to where he was at before. I know the velocity is already sort of the big story. Everybody watches the velocity, but his his average velocity this year, now that you include that game, is it's like barely, but it's like it's higher than it was in 2020. So it's not like he's really lost anything. It's just it, I think he was just it, less effective uh, with location. And if you look at, uh, I'll show uh, you can go look at on Baseball Savant anybody if you'd like, uh, but I'll, you'll also see it in my piece later. Um, just where the changeups were all located was uh, was a thing of beauty. It was really, really, uh, really encouraging. And I think that you know now that he's not you know going to be looked to as the ace of the team, uh, the fact that he might be a guy who only goes a couple times through the order and might only just give you five innings, uh, I think you can be okay with that. Yeah, it was it was really good to see him locating all his pitches 
exactly where you want him to because you know we saw earlier in the year he was leaving a lot of balls over the heart of the plate and he was getting hit hard and it was good to see him stay on the edges and there really wasn't a whole lot of hard contact no they're right you're right you're right there wasn't and that's you know obviously that's a good team that plays hard and does all the right things and all that stuff which is you know just just utterly sickening at this point i feel you know following the rays um but yeah uh joe you got anything else uh, no, I'll give you one more question. Uh, what do you see the sure. role for Stripling going forward? Uh, well, if Ryu's only going to go five innings, uh, a lot of the time, then maybe he does get into a piggyback situation, get, gets a couple innings, you know, every time Ryu pitches and, and is basically just the long man, which is unfortunate because I thought he was pretty good as a starter or, uh, you know, certainly, certainly good enough that he could have hung into the rotation for longer. And, and, you know, just the nature of the sport is that he'll probably be used, uh, you know, in longer outings, uh, eventually as well, you know, that they're not going to, everybody's not going to stay healthy the whole year, uh, though we all obviously hope that they will. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just back into the kind of long man role and that that's, that that's probably well suited to him. Uh, it'll be interesting, you know, once Nate Pearson sort of gets up and going, if he's a guy who, uh, you know, I don't think he's not going to cost stripling his job, but it'll, it could cause some, uh, you know, some decisions to have to be made down in the bullpen, uh, because I think he's not going to be a starter and is probably going to have to sort of be into that role as well. But, um, you know, it's hard to play close games when you're not scoring any runs. And I guess they are, you know, they have been close, but that is, uh, uh, that's sort of, I think where, <laughs> where the bigger problems are, uh, at the moment. Uh, so thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate it. You come, come back. I know you're, uh, you're a, a loyal caller and, uh, anytime. Um, we got, uh, we have Derek in the chat asking, uh, that our, our beloved announcers, which, you know, is, a First of all, I mean, I love Matt Davlin, love Joe Siddle, but those, you know, not uh, not who you would traditionally term the Blue Jays' beloved announcers. Uh, but they were calling this a disaster. Uh, and Derek says we'll be interested to see how they bounce back, and asks for my, my thoughts. I mean, playing the Mariners and the Reds is going to be nice, uh, even though the Reds uh, lost uh, while no hitting the Pirates today. Uh, which is uh, tough to do, but I think Hunter Green, who was the the pitcher until uh, the ninth inning of that one, uh, with the no hitter on the line before he started walking guys, uh, is going to is going to be scheduled for the start next weekend for uh, against the Jays. So that would uh, I would probably put him on Friday, and that could be uh, that could be trouble. Uh, very interesting, uh, good prospect, uh, but I think that is uh, those teams are going to be good for what ails the Blue Jays. I know that the Mariners are are not you know pushovers by any stretch. Uh, the Jays won't see Robbie Ray. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be on the uh, <laughs> on the restricted list because he's not vaccinated. But that's something that I know a bunch of people have speculated about. Uh, though you know, the fact that uh, I saw somebody put this well, actually, the fact that you know it, it sounded like he was close to signing with the Jays and they were really g- genuinely seriously interested in him uh, last winter before they instead went with Kevin Gossman. I, I think that that probably does indicate that he was. Uh, would have would have done it had uh, had he played with the Jays, but uh, otherwise maybe hasn't. And I think that's sort of a thing like the Red Sox made getting one a condition of, of signing Trevor Story, uh, from what I understand. I, I'm not you know I don't have any sources in front of me. This is just sort of what what I, from what I recall uh, is the case. Uh, so I think that'll be good. I think the Jays will bounce back. I hope the Jays will bounce back because uh, they, they certainly can't get any lower, right? I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that that's going to be uh, literally humanly possible for those hitters. Um, 
but yeah, missing Robbie Ray, I think is going to be good. Uh, Chris Flexen, I think is, is going to go uh, with Kikuchi getting a chance on, uh, against his, uh, his former team, um, which is also, you know, that's kind of an interesting storyline to watch next week. They got an off day next week, which is, uh, which I think is nice and which they will probably, uh, enjoy. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, all they can do is keep grinding. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of, it's a cliche, but man, I don't know what else to to say about it. I mean, looking for answers on the trade market, it's just probably not going to happen at this point. I don't know that there's an internal answer that they're ready to turn to. Um, You know, Samad Taylor's an interesting guy who's having a a real good time at at, at Buffalo so far. You know, Vinny Capra has been hitting quite well for a while. You know, he's not really getting a chance. Uh, And you're just seeing a lot of Tapia at the the bottom of the sorter, and that's not... uh, that's not been my, my favorite thing. Uh, Derek, uh, <laughs> Derek responds. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They're not our, our a team announcers. Uh, and then, and then he adds that choosing Gosman over Robbie Ray was a fine piece of business. It certainly seems like that so far. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ray has not looked like, uh, like you would like Robbie Ray to look if you're the, the Mariners, though there's lots of time. I think that I don't know if the fastball is rebounded, but I know in the first couple or a few starts, uh, it was not uh, it was not where it was last year, which is sort of uh, rode him hard and put him away wet kind of kind of territory. Um, which uh, you, you know you don't want to see that. I'd love to see Robbie Ray you know repeat the success that he had with the Jays uh, over and over in Seattle. No no ill will there for Robbie Ray, uh, though it's been awesome to see what Kevin Gosman has done for the Jays so far. Uh, they just. Uh, they just need to start getting their pitchers some some runs, and uh, you know, uh, one way they could do that, you know, once the trade market opens up. I mean, it sounds like they got some really interesting pitching prospects, uh, which is you know another fine aspect of this weekend, which is you know, sort of damning with faint praise. Really, you know, looking at, at, at stat lines from Dunedin, but that was wild watching, uh, or not watching, but but seeing the uh, uh, the box score basically, and, and, and learning a little bit about. Uh, what happened with uh, with Dunedin where they struck out 24, uh, 24 batters in a game, which is just completely insane. And Nick Frasso, who's a, a fourth rounder last year, a college guy, so a little young for uh, uh, for low A, or sorry, a little old for low A. Um, but coming off Tommy John, I think it's pretty impressive. Uh, impressive stuff, and he's hitting 100, whereas he was maybe 97, like touching it and saying 92, 95, from what I understand. Um, in his draft year, had Tommy John, and is now looking like it could be uh, it could be something to go along with Ricky Tiedman, who's now moved up to Vancouver along with Jasper Zulueta, who uh, uh, you know, if you're anybody's out there in Vancouver, uh, go see the Canadians because especially when those guys are pitching because that's uh, that's a pretty exciting uh, situation, I would say. Um, but yeah, I, I you know if we well before I go on rambling, uh, if we got any more callers, please uh, please don't be shy. Uh, I appreciate all of you. you. I don't mind that you're shy, but like I say, no no Nick here. He has an obligation, uh, and we decided to do a show anyway. Uh, and I hope that's uh, I hope that's okay with everybody. Uh, Cameron is back. All right, somebody bailing me out. Love it, uh, Cameron. You got more? Uh, yeah, for sure. That's Thanks, a little unfortunate. It's a little unfortunate Nick couldn't join today. It's not often that he can actually take shots at Chapman's defense. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. Uh, so there's quite a bit of talk about the baseball on the broadcast, you know, talking yeah. about Manoa, rubbing it, et cetera. Are we actually to believe that there's actual clubhouse attendants that are manually rubbing dirt onto the balls and just looking at a poster to make sure it's the right color and everything? 
That seems <laughs> ridiculous. I, it it certainly does, but uh, but I would take their word for that if that's what they said on the broadcast. I'm not 100 percent sure what the process is there, um, but it is they do they do come undirted and get and get muddied up. So uh, so yeah, that's kind of the thing. Like, I mean, we've said this like the last few weeks. It is absurd that I think Joe Siddle made the same point that you know it's an 11 billion dollar industry and this object and its inconsistency is is like wreaking havoc with it, which is. Uh, uh, a little bit bush league, frankly, and uh, I think uh, I, 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 they think I think they made a good point on the broadcast about you know you don't want uh, you don't want Manoa to get distracted, you don't want pitchers to get distracted and be too you know fine about which uh, which balls they want to use. But I think it's good. It's like I don't know if Rob Manfred's balls aren't doing it for you, uh, toss them back. Like those like like the the issues that the Jays had in the Bronx on Tuesday night, you know, where where Jimmy Garcia was talking about the. The grip that he had in the ball that that was the worst that he'd had, that he'd seen, and you know who knows because Jordan Romano has kind of been up and down all the time anyway. But he entirely could have been uh, affected by the ball as well and the grip, and uh, and you know that's just uh, that's it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable, except you, you know they kind of have no choice but to accept it. So yeah, um, I don't know. I think yeah, it's I mean, going to be continue to be an issue, and I think they should keep you know making it an issue. Like it's it it should get loud because they should do something about it. Yeah, we live in an age of technology where you can automate basically anything. So, no <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Create a ball rubber that rubs dirt on the ball and makes it consistent every time. Yeah, and I, but I also don't, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the rubbing itself because I mean, that's always been a thing. I think it's, a, it, I don't I think they're coming out of the, the factory like that. I don't think the, the factory, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I think it's in Costa Rica. I'm not sure. Um, and it's, uh, uh, I, 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 and they use a lot, right? I don't know that it's going to be super easy to uh, to to just like have a season's worth of, of new balls magically appear. Um, but yeah, something has to be done with it, uh, done about it. I mean, pitchers have complained about this for a while. I did see somebody on Twitter was talking to me about like what pitchers are pitchers are complaining about the balls that that die at the warning track, which is kind of funny, but also you know, grip is important. Uh, they, they have it's an extreme feel. Uh, thing that they do, their craft, right? So, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Fair enough. Uh, on the other side of this, uh, Eno Saris written a lot about you know, the ball, the humidor, et cetera, all those factors that are mm-hmm. are impacting the offense. And from what I understand, like based on his analysis, the Jays hitters, well, all the prominent ones anyways, weren't really projected to be impacted by the new ball. Uh, they have really hard contact rates, et cetera. Coming out, so do you think it's actually having an impact on the Jays hitters at all, or do you think kind of go with Eno what he's saying about you know it's not really an impact to them? And I'll drop off. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, man. I really appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Oh, I got another question in the chat. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, really, again, bailing me out because uh, you know why? Oh, it's nice to talk about the Blue Jays, even when they're sucking the life out of us. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I think the ball is impacting uh, impacting them. I mean, we the the uh, expected stats. You know, we see a lot of those, and they're not adjusting yet to the, like the the difference in the offensive environment. And I think you could just even see, you know, so so I was going to finish that thought. I guess you know, yes, the like in that sense, you know, you're still seeing guys who are, uh, you know, you'll get the, the barrels, you'll get that, and, but uh, that doesn't account for 
know, barrel's not an expected stat, but that doesn't account for the uh, the balls that die at the warning track. And the expected stats aren't counting accounting for the fact that maybe you shouldn't expect the ball to go quite as far uh, with these with these balls in this environment. So um, I think you can see with your eye, right? Like uh, like Chapman had one that it really felt like he got a hold of there on Saturday uh, that that didn't even reach the wall. Uh, and there have been a few examples, and, and I think that, yeah, I think it's, it's even though maybe, you know, someone like Vlad has so much raw power that it's, that he's sort of uh, dead ball proof, like he's just going to hit it so hard that it's going to go out and it's probably not going to affect him as much as maybe, you know, a Tapia, a Santiago Espinal, um, guys who are, are, you know, just not going to, just going to hit fewer home runs in a, in a given year, but uh but yeah, I think it affects. I, feel, I think it affects them, and I, I think it. I mean, it affects everybody, but it just makes the game less good, right? I mean, <laughs> I think it was Rob Wong who used to be uh, fan five ninety. Uh, it's like nobody wants to see. You know, the people want more balls in play, but that doesn't mean balls dying at the warning track, and that's sort of what it feels like we're we're getting a little bit, um, which is not great. Uh, we got Oscar James in the in the question. Uh, Danny Jansen as leadoff is starting to feel like an idea. Is this the panic response? I, I like that. I like that. It's it's uh, out of the box. It's creative. Um, I'm not sure that he's the right on base guy. I thought the Chapman thing was really clever. I mean, obviously, if Springer's going to be healthy, then 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 I think he's probably going to stay there. I think he's sort of a grip it and rip it guy who who doesn't need to. Uh, to see a ton of pitches before he feels comfortable going in and facing it. But I thought the Chapman thing was good because, you know, he hits lefties well. He, uh, he, he had, you know, he made good contact, you know, even though uh, the strikeout numbers have not been great. Uh, but he's also done well leading off innings where, you know, he hasn't got that extended look at a guy and hasn't been able to sit and get in his own head maybe sometimes. Or, or uh, I don't know, he, he seems to, I, I thought that that was a smart move and a good way to tinker. But also, um having Vlad in the second spot, which is something that he doesn't necessarily like or feel comfortable with. I was glad that they managed to, uh, to talk him into that and that it stuck, you know, Springer came back here on Sunday, but Vlad stayed in the number two spot. And, uh, I, I feel a lot better, uh, with that setup as opposed to, uh, um, him hitting third and Bo hitting second or, or literally anybody else. I think Vlad should be your number two hitter, but, uh, his, his comfort needs to be, uh, you know, you have to take account for that. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, we got Kikuchi coming up this week, which should be very, very interesting. Oh, uh, <laughs> David James says, thank you. I'm off the ledge now. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think, I mean, I don't think anybody should be on the ledge, but you know, um, I, I don't think that, I hope I didn't say anything that would take anybody off the ledge. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's grim. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig here. Uh, it has not been the most, uh, the most enjoyable couple of weeks. Um, but I, I think it's just, a, you know, it's two weeks in a season where, you know, at the end of April, we were all feeling real good about this team and talking about banking wins and how great that was. And didn't really expect that immediately that would be, uh, all sort of coughed back up. Uh, oh, Derek says today's lineup seems like the best use of guys they have, but the bottom few hitters is they're not great. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's accurate. I mean, that's accurate of literally any team, I suppose. It's you know, Tapia really is uh, is a tough one. Uh, I forget what the lineup exactly was today. You know, Alejandro Kirk is better than he's than he showed in April, I think, and is starting to come around. Um, who am I? Who am I forgetting here? Gurriel's been been tough, and, and we know that that's sort of the Lourdes Gurriel Junior experience, right? Like, 
Uh, he's just, he is a streaky guy. And it's a shame that, uh, this always sort of seems to be the way. I mean, he's still young and he's, you know, he's going to be around a couple more years, but, but, uh, you know, you, it just, you watch some of those at bats and they're not especially competitive. You watch some of those swings and you're just like, I mean, I kind of loathe and, and cringe at the idea when, when people are like, oh, what are you swinging at that for? Because it's like, well, because his, his other pitch is, is, is 95 and in my face. So I kinda, it's like it's a really tough thing to do to not swing at a, at a pitch, you know, that's designed to make you swing at it from a guy who is like the elite of the elite. And yet, yeah, Lourdes is really going to need to do better and, and, and show a little power. And, and he seems maybe to be a guy who's affected by the ball, though I don't I don't know that I could off the top of my head recall him really putting a sting into the ball, uh, <laughs> especially while and getting robbed uh, any time recently, at least like home run style, uh, you know, in terms of like really hitting one deep. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. There's not a lot to say about that except just to look forward to the to the Mariners series and hope that the homestand helps, hope that the home crowd helps, hope that the dome being open, it helps. And I know I think it's, I know it's going to get a little bit cooler midweek, I believe, but uh, uh, if the days are like the ones that, uh, that we've been having this weekend uh, or anywhere near it, uh, hopefully the dome will be open and hopefully we can enjoy some summer baseball uh, very soon. And hopefully the ball maybe starts carrying a little bit because of that. I mean, that's not necessarily how people uh, – always think of it. I think dome closed personally. I'm kind of always thinking that, that maybe the offense plays up. Uh, but if we get some heat in there, get the, get the old stink lines coming up from, uh, <laughs> from the crowd and from the turf, uh, that maybe that'll help something go over the fence. I mean, that works both ways, but the Jays pitching has been really good and hasn't, you know, has not at all been the problem, even though I think the bullpen has, uh, has been tough, but, uh, just looking back at Derek's question, I, you know, I don't know what else you do with the lineup. I, I, I think, I, I think the, the the good guys are going to hit, and uh, the other ones, yeah, you you just that's that's who you are. I, uh, I really, uh, I, I wish I wish there was more to say about it than that. Um, and I don't know if it is the lefty righty thing. I think you know the defense is, is really you know Chapman's silly error today aside, which was so tough, but so you know excusable for a guy who plays elite defense and and. Uh, and is maybe hitting better, better than some of the numbers suggest, and, and you know, and it's a game where you've scored nothing. Um, I don't know. Getting out of the trap can't hurt. Uh, I would say either. Um, Cameron adds that dropping Bo to the four spot uh, was a good move. I think that's, I think that's true. I kind of, I, I, I like that. I like not seeing him. <laughs> well, I like not having to wait for his at bat before Vlad comes up. I think is what I would mostly say about it. Um, I'm not sure that he's the ideal four hitter. I don't mind Teoscar there. I don't mind Bo in the three spot. Um, but like the, a little shakeup, and uh, I think was was great. I thought you know I would, I would have been real happy to be talking about a win right now, frankly. Um, but uh, but alas, uh, and now you're faced with Kikuchi coming up tomorrow, which should be which should be interesting. Though his performances have been better going from, you know you know since the first couple of tough ones. Um, yeah, so. It is what it is. I mean, look, I've, look, we've got we've got almost to a half hour here, uh, and I, I don't I don't want to bore you, and I don't want to continue to ramble like this too much longer. So, uh, if anybody else has got anything, you you uh, you don't have long to do it um, because uh, because we're probably we're probably going to wrap this up really quickly. 
Uh, I'm not sure when we're thinking about doing uh, doing more shows next week. Uh, Nick and I haven't talked about it. We're, I really like the uh, the Thursday Sunday schedule, but uh, but we'll see. They don't play on Thursday, but maybe that would be an opportunity to uh, to bring in a guest uh, on the off day. Uh, which is something that we've talked about, though not publicly, and, and I think maybe would be fun. You can let us know if we think that's a good idea. Uh, we might also just do it after Wednesday's game, after the uh, after, which is the end of the Mariners series. Uh, and then Joey Votto is back next week. Uh, it looks like he's on a rehab assignment. I saw him wearing a funky uniform, uh, playing for Louisville, I believe, um, which will be interesting because it, it's because of his odd relationship with Toronto. Uh, and the fact that you know, he's been pined for here and, and doesn't seem to really have any interest in it. I mean, obviously he represents Canada at the World Baseball Classic and stuff like that, but uh, really seems to maybe hold a grudge from how he was just overlooked entirely by the organization when he was drafted. Uh, I don't know if that's it. He also just seems extremely comfortable in Cincinnati, which uh, fair play to him, even though that's a, a become a weird situation, obviously, with uh, one of the terrible, terrible owners uh, in the sport. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that, uh, and I think that a lot of people uh, are gearing up to to go and and give a good send off to Joey Votto, who may not make it back to Toronto uh, because who knows when the Reds will be here. They may not, you know, interleague play is going to go to you know you play every team once per year, but it might not necessarily be at home. So there's sort of a fifty fifty chance that the Reds and Jays will play at Sky Dome next year. Votto's under contract; he might still be around uh, the year after that. I think he's got a club or a player option or a club option. So. You know, we he's he's winding it down. Obviously, I don't. I'm not going to stick a fork in Joey Votto. Though the start of his season has obviously been pretty ugly. Um, so you know, uh, we will see how how next week goes. Oh, and we got a couple late ones. Uh, David David James adds uh, that this is great. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, your uh, your perspective is like that lie down part at the end of yoga. Uh, I assure you, I know absolutely nothing about that. Uh, Cameron adds. There's a pretty great YouTube video uh, releases a day ago where John Boy breaks down the Jays getting ejected for nothing in last the last Yankee series. That's nice. John Boy does do some great breakdown videos. Some of the, you know, not not all not not my not a go-to of mine per se, but uh, the lip reading stuff is always really good, and and I I think I appreciate, it and I think everybody will appreciate him. You know, not you know, I, I think he I think he may have uh, an affinity for one of the teams in that game, and if he's <laughs> if he's siding with the Jays, I think that says a lot about what. Uh, what garbage that was from the umpires. Uh, Derek adds, thanks for sticking it out. Uh, I hope the format is coming together well. I hope people are enjoying it. I know it's different. It's different for us. Uh, really appreciate it. Really appreciate everybody coming along, especially after these losses. Like, I, I feel, you know, the, the numbers have gone down uh, because we just, I mean, it's a loss every night now, it feels like. Um, and I think that people will be a little bit more excited to, to talk about ones when we actually have a, a, a win to talk about and maybe you know, some momentum to talk about. And I think that, you know, as the season goes on and as the Blue Jays get back to where, you know, the expectations would put them, uh, I think it could be really fun. And uh, we'll, you know, it's a, it seems absurd to talk about it now, but if, if, they're in a, if they're in a playoff race, when they're in a playoff race, uh, you might be able to hear from us more and more. So uh, thank you so much. I think I will sign off there. I think that uh, I think that 32 minutes of a monologue from me is just about enough for anybody. I know it is me. Um, so thanks so much, everybody. Uh, you can uh, you can check out my Twitter. You can check out the Bat Flip. I'll, I'll uh, certainly be notifying everyone when we schedule next week's episodes. Uh, and I hope to see you all then. Thanks. <laughs>